you, and when I defang the viper, trust me, ain't gonna come from nowhere. Jeff, I already put you out. I don't even know why you're out here right now. Keep on talking. Hey, hey, hey do me a favor. Why don't you act like this is an AA meeting and you shut your mouth while I'm sharing with the crew? And Mustafa, you out here, a boy among men. And I'm gonna tell you what. You got lucky at the Rumble, so I know you're gonna come out here and run your mouth about how bad you are. But let me give you a little bit of a reality check. You see, Mustafa, you said that my eyes don't lie. Well, your eyes don't lie either, because last week, they were closed real tight when I put your simple ass to sleep. And AJ, hey man, be honest with me. How's our old girl Wendy doing? Alright, welcome back to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast. I am Hafiz and with me as always is Devin and we are going to talk about NXT Live. Um, that's right, this was the first week where NXT went live on the USA Network. Yes, first, it was. Yeah, yeah, it was, an, it was a fun week. It was a fun week for NXT. That first hour was on uh, USA and then the second hour was on the WWE Network. Um, so for, I guess, Devin, what was your, did you see it live and what was kind of your experience watching it that way? Uh, so I did watch it live. Uh, so I'm, I'm glad I did. I was afraid I wouldn't, wouldn't be able to, you know, cause I, I wanted to get like the full, you know, just the full atmosphere of, you know, the environment, you know, watching it live and just seeing how I will feel getting, you know, being affected by it. And it was great. Uh, just from uh, Triple H setting the tone. And I love that intro, that promo he did. Yeah. Uh, I think, I believe it was live because uh, I, I guess towards the end of his speech, he kind of panned the camera out and pointed to the NXT crowd mm-hmm. and walking into onto the ramp. And you see, and you, and you can he kind of set the tone and painted the picture already. And, and it was a way to introduce, you know, the WWE casual fans, into what they can expect from NXT. And you see the crowd just going nuts, chanting NXT, NXT. So it, it was great, man. So that's why I enjoyed it. Yeah, that, I'm glad you did see it live because I actually did not see it live. Um, I had had some other plans that w- had happened that same night. So I ended up not seeing it live. And I saw it on the WWE Network. And it was interesting because what I wasn't anticipating, I'm, all, I'm so used to watching NXT on the WWE Network and seeing it without breaks at all. And so <laughs> here, you know, watching on the, the WWE Network, it was kind of jarring a little bit where they would kind of like fade to black and then come back and then like yeah. part of the match hadn't shown, right? Signifying where the commercial breaks were. And so that to me, I was like, oh man, yeah, that's right. Commercials. Like now we're going to have to, you know, wait through commercials while we're watching it live. Like that's going to be tough. Um, just cause I'm, I, again, I'm so used to NXT being a certain way. So I'm into, so for the next one, I am going to be curious to see how I feel about, you know, yeah. there being commercials in between, uh, the, the, the matches like that. Yeah, that was different because even though NXT on the network, when they, when they would do their weekly show, it'll be a commercial, but it'll be one of their WWE, network ads something like that but it'll probably be no longer than a minute maybe a minute and 30 but, but here, matches, here it was just it was just a long commercial that's yeah. what i had to get you know used to for nxt yeah but those even those ad breaks though aren't usually in the middle of a match i don't remember there ever being a match get broken up oh no 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 it, it wouldn't be it would be after a match and right. then they'll do like a you know a 90 second ad 
Yes, yes. Yeah, that that was was uh was a mainstay already in in uh for the WWE network version. Um but yeah, this part here literally in between the match, you know, there's the commercial, so there's that little gap and if you watch it on the network, there's it just fades to black and comes right back to the where the commercial ended. So it was a little bit easier to deal with, I'm assuming this way versus actually watching it live and waiting the, you know, minute or so for the commercial to end. But um you know, it'll be it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how that is for for me. But it sounds like you know for you it wasn't it wasn't that bad. So that should be that'd be cool. Um, so yeah, so just getting right into it. It's like you said, Triple H had his intro, just kind of in tr- true Triple H fashion with NXT. You know, he just kind of spoke with passion, and you know, I'm not going to go over like exactly what he said. Basically, he just set the tone for it. Uh, and like you said, he you know kind of peeled back the curtain, and you got to see the crowd in the NXT universe. Uh, then we saw Ronaldo Amaro, and then he kind of gave his little little uh, take on it too, just introducing the crowd to NXT, and they went right into the Fatal Four Way match to decide who was going to be the number one contender for the women's championship. And that match consisted of Candice LeRae, Mia Yim, Io Shirai, and Bianca Blair. So this Fatal Four Way uh, overall, I mean, it was fun matchup overall. Like all it's four good. of these women just went out there, and for the first match on USA. Like, this was a great showing, I yes. felt. Like, just a great way to start it off. Like, every move, every, every like, thing was sharp. Um, there were no botches. Uh, it was, like, high level. And to see that, too, like, for, for, um, for an audience that maybe has never seen uh, uh, NXT or maybe never seen wrestling, let's just say, you know, someone's coming to this for the first time and seeing that. Man, what a great showing. And and for them to see women doing this at this high level, I think yes. it's very important and great for them to to showcase and for people to see for the first time. So awesome job booking this and putting these four women together. And just kudos to all four women in, in this because they all did a great job. Um, you know, to me, there wasn't really one specific standout because, again, they just all really did such a great they job. <laughs> you know, like anybody could have won. You know the matchup. They they've all had storylines with each other, short of maybe Candice and Mia. Feel like they really haven't interacted much, and I guess Io Shirai and Candice really are like they've kept to themselves. But um, uh, uh, what's her? Now I'm blanking out here. Uh, Bianca Belair. There we go. Mm-hmm. She has had uh, some storylines, I think, with with uh, both Io and with, of course, with with Mia Yim. And I'm not sure if she had anything with Candice LeRae, but it just felt like they had a lot of chemistry. So regardless of how many times they may have wrestled, or if they maybe were just wrestling for the first time and we just don't know, um, they just, the chemistry was evident that they, they just picked up on each other's uh, uh, steps and it just felt, it felt like it flowed really well, this matchup. Um, yeah. Just, just loved it overall. Um, before we say who won, uh, why don't you give your take on, on what you thought of this matchup? I thought it was a, a great match, you know, for the ladies and, you know, a great way how to introduce to the, you know, like I said before, into the WWE casual fan who's just looking, maybe who only watches Monday Night Raw and SmackDown, but never watches NAC. But since they're on the USA Network and then they've been heavily promoting it throughout the weekly Monday Night Show and, and uh, Tuesday Night SmackDown, maybe they're one of those viewers who are going to see what's all about. And for them to to see this in your face fade or four away from women, you know, they, they, you know, to me, they knocked it out of the park, you know, especially even before that with, 
uh, Triple H setting the tone, letting you know, just kind of just in your face, that in your face attitude, just letting you know what to expect. And you will, and basically, you're getting this fatal four away adrenaline rush match from these ladies was nothing but nothing short of spectacular. That's what I thought, man. You know, and, we, and plus with Candice LeRae getting the, the win was great. Yeah, yeah, Candice And I, I was actually shocked a little bit that it was Candice LeRae that you got uh, the pinfall. And, but I wasn't sure who was going to win. It's just when it happened, I was like, wow, like Candice LeRae, okay. You know, so um, I definitely, and I guess where it makes sense and where I feel like, well, duh, of course it, she would have made it sense is she's the only one that hadn't fought Shayna Baszler one-on-one of these, of these four women. So now I'm, and I actually just now thought of that uh, as we're talking here, that literally all of them, Mia, Io Shirai and Bianca Belair have all fought Shayna, but uh, Candice LeRae had not had that opportunity yet. So I guess it was kind of obvious that if if anybody, maybe it would have made sense. It was her, but I was shocked when it happened. And, you know, I'm happy for her because, you know, she's been around for a long time. And for yeah. her to, to get this opportunity after pretty much just being like with Johnny and most of these storylines, like she's usually supporting him and she's happy for him when he's winning his championships or fighting his matches or, you know, consoling him when he's losing. But now for her to get her own storyline, her own shot in the spotlight against uh, Shayna Baszler, yeah. if, if it, even if it's brief, because. I mean, we're kind of still anticipating that Rhea Ripley. Oh yeah, is gonna, is they're not done with that, <laughs> right? That, that, we're we're on pause, but it's a brief pause, <laughs> right? For, for for that matchup that's coming between her and Shayna. But yeah, man, I mean, Candice LeRae and Shayna Baszler, man, sign me up. I'm I'm ready for that. Um, you know, so uh, yeah, excited, excited, happy for Candice. But overall, just a great, great way to open up the the live version of NXT on USA, man. man. Just knocked it out of the park. It was Definitely crazy. setting the bar already, I'll tell you that. Exactly, man. Just awesome, awesome. All right, so uh, moving forward from that, uh, Cameron Grimes versus Sean Maluda. Um Nothing really much to say here because it was a one foot match. Yeah, like like five seconds. Five seconds. Yeah, it was (laughs) real short. You know, the entrances were longer than the matchup itself. Yes. So you know, uh, double foot stomp basically uh, sealed the deal right in the beginning of the matchup. One, two, three. Cameron Grimes won. Um, You know, shock pin for the crowd to just kind of be like, "Oh my god, what just happened?" Um, So that was interesting. But I will say this: he needs to change. He needs to change that finisher because we talked about that last week. Yeah, Yeah, because it because now you're on live and now you're literally you're right after Tuesday night SmackDown, which you'll see Kofi uses the same thing during matches. Right. Right. Yeah. That's, it's a normal move. And I mean, being honest with you too, like when he hit it, he didn't really, it didn't look smooth. Like it looked like he kind of hit it, but he doesn't jump quite high enough to really land it the way that you would say, okay, he, I see what he did there. Like, and I think what he's doing is he's trying to be safe with it, obviously, because when he hit it, it, basically only his right foot was still on the dude's chest and on the left foot, it kind of hit the ground. Yeah. So it's, it's not a clean uh, move to begin with. And then somebody else does it and they do it better than you. So like for, for that to be your finisher and that person's like regular move that they do in the middle of a match, it's like, all right, you need something else. So now where where I'll give him a little bit of a break is that 
he, he's it's Sean Maluda, right? It's not like he's he's hitting Adam Cole with that and trying to beat him with it. So as he continues to develop, you know, maybe he you know uses another move or comes up with another finisher <laughs> for somebody who's more serious. You know, yeah. I'm like, just not a fan of that finisher, man. That's all I gotta say. I think I think like basically where I'm getting to is I think it's gonna evolve into a signature move for him versus a finisher. Like it'll be his setup for something else that he'll do eventually. Because again, if as as he's going, it it Kofi uses it. It's a regular move for him. So for this guy to use it as a finisher, it doesn't make sense. Um, so I, I could I could see them kind of evolving that into something else later on. But um, I don't want to spend too much time on on this because it just it was so quick and it wasn't really that big of a deal to me. I mean, I guess for live TV where it kind of was good is it it was they kept it short. And it was a shock finish, and it, it didn't it didn't uh, kill the energy that was built from that fatal four way matchup, you know. So that was that was a smart way to do this. Um, so that was it was pretty much those two matches in the main event. There were a couple of different uh, vignette packages that they showed for different wrestlers. Um, but anything else you wanted to bring up before we finish the first half of of the NXT show? Um, uh, and and going to the main event, man. Just I'll, I'll shout out to the NXT uh, crowd, man. They was hot throughout the whole night, and uh, I'm glad you know they the show the casual fans of how passionate these type of fans are. Yeah, well said. Definitely. I mean, again, the the everyone showed up really well. It had a. I feel like did they change anything in terms of the look overall? Because it, it seemed it, like they did. Like yeah. it was a subtle change, but like it's it's subtle, but you know it's something's different though. Yeah, like I, I, I the because the stage and everything looked the same, but there's something about like I don't know if maybe they were using different cameras or there was different lighting a little bit. Um, I did notice that during the the matchup we're going to get into the North American Championship. They had a, a Gobo shine the NXT logo in the ring when they turned the lights out in the audience and they just had the spotlights on the wrestlers. Mm-hmm. It said NXT on the on the mat. And I don't remember ever seeing that before, you know, during a, a championship match where they would actually have the NXT logo um, in, on the mat uh, shined by a, a Gobo coming from the ceiling. So that was kind of a nice little touch uh, branding wise for NXT to have that there for a championship matchup like that. Um, I really like that. But um, yeah, I feel like it just had a somewhat different feel. But it was it was still a full sale, um, you know. For the most part, it looked very similar. But there was something just slightly different about about this, which you know, it was cool. It was great. Um, so let's get into the the main event of the USA portion, which was Roderick Strong versus Velveteen Dream for the NXT North American Championship. So why don't you go ahead and break this down? I freaking love this match <laughs> it was well said a, yeah, right right <laughs> it was a great match by the dream it was a great match by roger strong it was great storytelling especially the selling from the dream how roger was just working dreams back th- throughout the entire match stumping his uh back giving him back breakers after another back breaker and the dream just screaming in pain loved it Love the finish because it made sense, uh, of course, that Adam Cole would come in and, you know, set up for the uh, for the premonition for 
Roderick Strong to complete the set and be your new North American champion. And the way Dream lost was was still good because he lost in a he lost in a hill way that you can buy. Like, yeah, he couldn't he couldn't uh you know it was it was a numbers game and he couldn't out he couldn't outman them. Yeah, I loved it as well. Um, you know, t- talking about uh, the the heelish loss, I thought that commentary did a great job of selling that too. You know, Beth Phoenix, you know, was like really upset about how they he got screwed, he got robbed for the belt. Um, it was uh, just well well done overall. Both guys in the ring, um, you know, Roderick Strong looked great. Uh, Velveteen Dream just played his character to a T for again, for this, the, for casual fans that maybe we're seeing this for the first time, what a great character for them to see yes. uh, in the main event to really hit, show like a great character, uh, someone that they can kind of grab onto and say, Ooh, like this is something unique and different. Like I want to tune in and see what this guy is all about every week. Um, so I'm, I'm really thought that was a great, great decision to have Velveteen dream kind of put right there on front street in the, in the main event that way. Um, and yet a pay off the prophecy um, by Adam Cole on this night as well. And to cap it off that way is just such a, uh, again, uh, uh, giving them, giving casual fans a moment, like a great moment to kind of hang on to and say, wow, like I, I saw, you know, this, this happen, you know, where all four of these guys in this group called the undisputed era now all have belts. Like, what is that all about? <laughs> you know? So, you know, it just they look so great too. All of them having gold. It's oh like, man, wow, they, wrapped they around just, their their waist. It they, was a beautiful sight. They all look great. They all look great there, man. So I was like really happy for the moment they had. Um, yeah, just overall great, man. The matchup was awesome. Just I, I I felt like I knew what was coming, but it didn't defeat like it didn't mess up the the feeling for me. I was I was watching it like you know excited to see what was going to happen and kind of just excited to see. Roddy get the pellet, honestly. Yeah. You know, like I I felt a little bit bad for Velveteen Dream because I just enjoy him as champion so much. But, you know, I, I feel good because for one, you know, he's got such a long career ahead of him. Like he's gonna have many more title reigns. So it's not like, okay, this might be the last time. Like, no, you know, he's he's got a lot coming to him in the future. And maybe he transitions from, you know, the North American championship to the NXT championship. Given that Adam Cole, you know, super kicked him and maybe was the primary reason why he'd end up losing this. So he might have a. a, a that is an excellent point. You know, so <laughs> he might have a bone to pick specifically with Adam Cole right now, given he, he put his nose in his business. Um, so I like that. I like the potential Velveteen Dream, Adam Cole, NXT Championship matchup uh, for a future takeover. Really love that. Um, and yeah, just overall, just a great, great moment. Great way to end that that uh, first hour of NXT. Yeah, man, I couldn't agree more. It was just a great showing, you know, just to to give the, you know, the casual fan to see this, to see two characters, especially the Valentine Dream, uh, just to be amazed by this. Like, man, who is this dude? He reminds me of Prince somewhat, but a little bit of Rick Rude at the same time. Like, you know, so it, it could probably, you know, get other fans more interest. In NXT, man, because they had a great outing on uh, USA. Yep, 100%. 100%. It was awesome. It was awesome to see. All right. So the next matchup, because it did continue on on the WWE Network. So the second hour 
to start things off, it was Pete Dunn versus Arturo. I think it's pronounced Uas, even though it's R U A S. So Arturo Uas. Yep. And um, yeah, this matchup it was uh, it was hard hitting. Um, Arturo kind of has a like um, mixed martial arts style to him, and it was cool to see him do joint manipulations of Pete Dunn. Um, cause Pete Dunn is usually the one that's, that's doing that. And he still did, but Arturo tried to match him with that, which was kind of interesting. And at a certain point, Pete Dunn was doing joint manipulation to his feet and his toes, like separating out of his toes. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, Oh my God, yeah. like this is Pete Dunn is just, he's, he's awesome, man. He's just so awesome to watch. So interesting to watch too. Just the way his mind works. Um, at the end of it, obviously Pete Dunn won cause Pete Dunn is Pete Dunn, man. He's the, the, Longest reigning UK champion, one of the longest title reigns in in wrestling period that we've ever seen. Um, but it was, I thought it was a great showing for Arturo. Honestly, like he, I thought they, it was too. Yeah, you know, they they gave him a lot of respect. It's a nice rub to get to have a match like that with Pete Dunne. He didn't get squashed. He, you know, is a relatively unknown kind of guy for people who haven't seen him outside of maybe like he was. Was he? No, he wasn't in the Cruiserweight Classic, but he was in another tournament type thing. Um, with uh with nxt I, we've seen him before but um yeah still a relative unknown uh with with even hardcore fans really so for him to have this showing against pete don i thought was really great um what were your thoughts on this i enjoyed the match uh i thought it was a good showing by both men uh man it's pete dunn i, I like how he's having these you know he's kind of just starting from the bottom I think the last match was Angel Garza, which, man, that was yeah. an amazing match. Yeah. Uh, you know, if we've ever seen it, I see. I say go on the network and look at Pete Dunne against Angel Garza. Great match. And he had another great showing against, uh, you know, basically an unknown. And, uh, and I thought how he's somewhat putting over these guys, too, because he's selling for them quite well. And I think that's just more, you know, it's just more about Pete Dunn character right there too, man. Yeah. So again, props to Pete Dunn, props to Arturo Uas for just putting on a, a great match uh, to start off the second hour of um, NXT uh, on the WWE Network. Uh, the next matchup was Zia Lee versus Aaliyah, um, which I think Vanessa Bourne was also accompanying Aaliyah for this matchup. Um, this matchup was okay. Um, they had some moments where they they botched a little bit. Uh, Zia Lee uh, went to the top rope and slipped off of the the top rope when she when she jumped up there, and then it, it seemed like they lost their rhythm after that um, a little bit. So some of the moves just didn't come up come off as well as as others. Um, I've seen both of them perform pretty well in the past, so it was kind of unfortunate that yeah. they had that that the miscues that they did towards the end. Um, Overall, you know, it, it was again, it was okay, but um, yeah, just just not a not a great showing for for this matchup, especially when you look at you know, like how the the night had been going up until that point. Uh, you know, the women in the beginning, you know, that fatal four way, you know, all of them just high level wrestling there, and then you get two two women who, you know, I have respect for Zia, a lot of respect for Zia Lee and for Aaliyah. You know, Aaliyah's been there for a long time. You know, in NXT, I think at the same time as like you know Bailey and Sasha and some of these some of these women, Charlotte and, and Becky, she she was there too, just a lesser known. I think she's she was friends with Liz Morgan or Liv Morgan, sorry, when she was when she was in NXT as well. Like they had some partnerships and some tag team matches. Um, 
so she had kind of been lost in the shuffle and left behind. And, you know, a, a match like this kind of like, I don't know, it, 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 I hate to say it's kind of a sign of maybe why, you know, like it, it's, it's not quite worked out for her because some of her matches just don't go as smoothly as, as you would hope. But, um, you know, it is, it is what it is. So, um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to like harp too much on the negative here because, Again, it was just kind of like it happens in wrestling where you just have mistakes happen and, and people just, just, you know, don't you have miscues. But, you know, this one, it felt like from that point on, the match just kind of was not I, I just kind of lost my 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 interest in the matchup when that happened. I just kind of cringed and then I'm watching it and I see like, you know, there was supposed to be another attack that happened after that. And the Leah fell too soon. And it's like, oh, man. You know, so but I guess the the positive spin would be kudos to them for continuing on. And Zai Lee, she did her her best to kind of like cover it up a little bit by being more aggressive and like with every kick that she would do after that, she would like yeah, yell a little bit louder. Kicks exactly. So you know, props there, you know for sure. And uh, Aaliyah too, she just had to keep selling, you know, and just just kept going. So that's fine. But, um, you know, I, I guess my question to, to you with this, and maybe I'll, I'll take Aaliyah specifically because she has been there for a long time. Yes, she um, has. I want to say like almost six years. Yeah. So do you, what, do you see her like progressing um, to, to that next step? Do you, do you have that like, like is there when, when you watch her matches or if you were to forecast for her, um, a little bit. Do the future for her? Like, what does it look like to you? Hmm. See, you know what? Her wrestling is is good. I'm still trying to figure out her character because I, I don't know, like how you you said about earlier about certain characters, like the the big brute guys, right? Uh, you know, just being more than a big brute guy. Same thing with her is just a mean girl. You have that mean girl mentality. You know, I want to see something more than that mean girl mentality. Uh, so uh, I would need to see her do a story. Maybe hopefully, hopefully do something with Zia Lee because uh, she can use it as well uh, just to give more of an introduction to uh, to to us in the NXT. Yeah, I mean, Aaliyah, I feel like I'm, I, I've – at different times in her career, I found myself rooting for her because again, she's been there for so long, and I'm mm-hmm. I'm just like hoping she can take that next step. Um, she's just been there so long that it's kind of like I don't know. It, it's 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 hard now to just say like okay, I can for sure see her, you know, her next step. And I guess you you bring up a great point about her character. Um, you know that right now she's just that that mean girl character, but that's pretty much it. Um, she wasn't always this type of character, so that's kind of interesting. Is she has kind of changed from when I first remembered seeing her. Um, she really didn't have a character. She was just kind of like you know up and coming wrestler, you know who who you could see she was developing, like she was learning new moves like each time she went out there. And so it was it was like kind of cool to see her growth as a wrestler. And then she kind of she uh, I think she had a match against Vanessa Bourne at one point, and then they decided to team up because they had similar likes or whatever. And so now she's this they're like a mean girls group, which, you know, is cool. But then it's not really seeming like it's going anywhere beyond that. 
Yep. Um, they had the whole thing with Mia Yim, you know, where they were antagonizing her, talking about her being, you know, like street trash and all that. And, you know, but then that it was like it was all done for Mia Yim to progress yeah. her character, not really progress like their character. And, done and that was it. Yeah. So, you know, for 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 Aaliyah and Vanessa Bourne, really, you know, it's just like, how do they get to to, you know, progress more from where they are? Because it's 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 just kind of there. They're just there, you know, and with NXT not really being developmental anymore, but like being more of its own brand now. Like that's the that's the best thing, I think, for them, really, that that they are they found themselves in a place where they don't need to no longer look to be drafted to the main roster. Because I don't think that, to be honest, the way they are right now, I don't see that have ever happening, you know, where they would get drafted to Raw or SmackDown if it had stayed the way it was. But now that NXT is his own thing, I think this gives them the best chance they have to grow because now they've already kind of established a little niche spot in NXT. So hopefully they can grow that into something a little bit more. But um, yeah, let me, well, since you asked me that, do you think they fit better on the main roster? No, I I don't. I don't. I think, I think they fit better on NXT, you know, because on the main roster, I just feel like there's a little bit of a different uh, expectation there for, for the, the superstars on the main roster you know, they I think on NXT, you can kind of get away with being a little bit more green and the crowd is so respectful that they will they won't turn on you right away when you make That's a mistake. True. You know, true. whereas with with the casual fans that are on Raw and SmackDown like that botch that happened, it's over. Beach Ball Mania is going to start like immediately. Yeah. Like and it's just they'll just tune it out. But this crowd was very respectful and understanding to what had happened. And like when it, when it happened, it wasn't like they made fun of them or, you know, there were chants to say, you know, you effed up or whatever. It wasn't like that. It was more like, you know, like, I don't know, like New Japan, basically, you know, they're very respectful that the crowd's there. And so it kind of had a similar feel to that where, you know, they understand what's going on. They understand you're, you're, you know, putting your best effort and they just, they respect the effort versus, you know, being jerks like some casual fans will be, unfortunately, you know? So I think the best spot for them is is here in NXT. All right, All right man. Yeah, because yeah, I was thinking, like, you know, like, would they get pulled early, like how we've seen with different women on the roster, uh, like Carmella. I remember when she got pulled to SmackDown, I thought, oh, that's pretty early for her, even though I think at the time Alexa Bliss as well. Yeah. Uh, but it ended up working out for the both of them, so. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm, you know, I'm rooting for, for both of them really for, well, at all three of them, I should say, you know, Vanessa Bourne, uh, for Aaliyah, for Zia Lee. Um, Zia Lee, when I saw her for the first time in the uh, May Young Classic, you know, I could definitely tell like, man, she's, she's the striking, you know, is, is really, she's really great at that. And she's got some ability and, you know, she's still, again, she's, she's still developing. I think that they, there's something there, you know, if she can just put it all together. And I feel like that's probably what Triple H is saying to himself, too, because she her matches are usually like the crowd doesn't totally get behind her and get into the match. But they're still respectful of her. They're not they don't seem bored or whatever. They're just like watching and 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 maybe seeing the potential like like I'm seeing and like some other people are seeing. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's great again that this is no longer a developmental situation this is the NXT crowd is being used as a as for a main show, 
And so this is a perfect place for for all parties involved in this in this matchup. So yeah, man, interested in seeing more going forward for for them. But let's let's move forward to the next segment, which was a really interesting one. Uh, we had Denzel Desjardins. I think that's how you say his name. Uh, show up. I have never seen this dude before. Um, just kind of a newbie wrestler, I guess. Yeah. Maybe he's had some dark <laughs> matches. I don't know, but he showed up and he got this entrance. I'm like, who is this? You know, and and the crowd was like, hey, cool. Again, respectful NXT crowd, right? So right. They'll, they'll try to get behind anybody. They'll give anybody a shot for, for the most part, as long as you come out with, you know, some kind of like passion and charisma. And so, you know, he came out and he's like all energetic. He gets in the ring and then he kind of has this look like, wait, who is that? And you see, like, little by little, uh, the members of Imperium from NXT UK. And I'm like, wait, what is happening right now? And so, you know, Imperium, the three three members, not counting Walter, all surround the ring. And they're looking at this guy, Denzel Desjardins. And he's just like, oh, well, I, I think I know what's coming here. And so he's fighting. I mean, to his credit, you know, he didn't just take the ass whooping. He, he he tried to fight it off a little bit, but he, he had no chance. He had no chance. Oh, so they, nah. they they made short work of him, just destroyed him. Um, and then when they were done, then they all kind of lined up. You know, they looked at each other and then they salute. They they like put their hands behind their back, you know, at their their typical pose from Imperium. And the crowd is chanting, where is Walter? And so, you know. Because we know what's coming. We know he's, he's yeah. if they're there, then he's not far off. <laughs> All right. Sure enough, Walter's music hits and people are singing along with the song. There's a huge pop. Um, and Walter's at the stage. And so he comes, he walks down and he basically says, you know, Imperium, we are here to, we to us, wrestling is sacred ground. Like this right here is sacred ground. And we're here to protect that sacred ground. And if we ever feel like somebody is disrespecting that, like that's what we're here for is to correct it. And so, you know, that that was that was the statement that Walter made to kind of introduce Imperium to the NXT universe um, and to, to the maybe the, the casual fans that had transitioned over the WWE Network. If they were yep. lucky enough to get people right off the bat, go ahead and sign up for the WWE Network. Um, so it was kind of a reintroduction of yeah. Imperium and of Walter, which is cool. And then we had Kushida uh, show up. And he was like, you know, this is my time. And, you know, he walks down in the ring and Imperium is like, this dude crazy. He's going to come in with all four of us here. But, you know, because she just credit, he, he got in there and he mixed it up with Imperium um, and, you know, kind of got through some of the, the basic like Alexander Wolf and those guys. But Walter like picked him up by his head and brought him into the ring and, uh, you know, it looked like he was getting ready to just destroy him. I think he was going to do a, I forget what he was, what move he was setting up, but he slipped out of his jacket before he could, before Walter could pick him up. Uh, he's wearing the back to the future life vest jacket thing. Yeah. And he kind of like squirmed out of that. And then he kicks Walter in the head. And then he rolls out of the ring and kind of escapes before Imperium could destroy him. So, and then commentary is like, Oh, Kushida just challenged Walter. Is that what just happened? So, and Walter is the current NXT UK champion for those who, who don't know. So, yeah, that's a big deal for Kushida to, to kind of get in the face of Walter, the champ, the current champion right now. Um, two guys who are really respected, internationally known. Uh, man, fun segment, fun segment. What were your thoughts? Man, I, I love uh, this whole setup. I was, I was, 
I was thoroughly shocked by Imperium showing up on NXT. Like I literally didn't didn't see that coming, you know. Uh, and shout out, what's his name again? We're in the whole oh, uh, oh thread. Denzel DiGiorney. Yeah, Denzel DiGiorney. Yeah, I think he had a whole '90s thing going, man. Like, yeah, like Will, like Smith, the Will Smith. Smith. Yeah. And he was like, yeah. "Hey, ho, that's the right." Hey. I'm like, "Okay, that's cool. I get that." You know, getting the crowd all into it. You know, making it feel like right back in the '90s, and then man, like, real life happens. Then, Imperium <laughs> <laughs> shows up, basically oh, destroys you, clear the ring. Yeah, setting the stage for Walter and his music. I love his. Thing. I love his theme music, man. It's so damn. It's so damn impactful and yeah, oh, it's scary, man. It, it's scary. it is. It's like, the, well, it's classical music, but but scary at the same time. It's like getting ready for war or something like that. Yep. It's, yeah, that's, that's how I can explain it. But man, it's but I'm enjoying this. I I, I love uh, you know Kushida coming in, interrupting them. Instantly got excited about that. I got worried for a second because I'm like, oh, he's getting that jacket off, bro. You know what's coming next? A hard yeah. ass <laughs> chop, right? <laughs> but luckily that didn't happen. But I thought it was. But uh, I guess he'll get him next time with that man. But uh, but I am excited for this. Yes, definitely. For those curious, I, the name of the song is Allegro con Fuoco. That's that's a traditional classical song. Um, Roman numeral four in front of that. If you're looking for it, and yeah, it's it's uh, it's definitely an intimidating theme song to hear, especially with the crowd singing along with that. It's pretty cool. Um, and yeah, I am looking forward to this Kushida Walter matchup. You know, I think that'd be really really awesome to see. And I think even more so, just the crossover between NXT UK and NXT. Like, I hope, hope, yes. hope, hope, hope that is a regular thing to where we get to see NXT UK and NXT on USA like every week, man. Like just I, having, I, I you know, mix it up with the different. Oh, man, that'd be so much fun yeah. to be able to see like British Strong Style show up on NXT or even Imperium versus the Undisputed Era, you oh, know, in like a man. War Games type of matchup oh, like that. Dude, don't tease me like that. So don't good. say shit like that. Man, dude, it's <laughs> NXT. It's NXT. It's Triple H. It's William <sighs> Regal. Like I got faith in this, man. I yeah, feel like Imperium. They're looking at that war games. Yes, hundred percent. That that is happening. I I feel yeah, like I got to see can, that match. Then I got to. I have to yeah. see that match live. And right now, Walter is NXT UK champion, and Adam Cole and the entire undisputed they have all their belts. But Adam Cole is the NXT champion, so yeah. it just makes sense for there to be some matchup built up right there. I mean, yeah, I see it. I see it coming. Oof. What a good matchup that'll be. Um, yeah, man. Any any other thoughts before we move forward? No, man. I thought it was just a good showing once again for Imperium, man. And, uh, you know, everybody just getting introduced uh, people to Walter, you know, because, you know, because I know some people don't watch NXT UK or NXT. So people who just watching a live portion from, from NXT USA live and then switching over to the WWE Network. Hopefully it hopefully it was a good showing on the w, WWE network. I was I'm just gonna assume so because I had issues watching it live mm. uh on the WWE network because I, I was just assuming it was must have been a lot of people just trying to log in and just try to get in because it at least took me about 10 to 15 minutes before I can start watching it live. 
Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's funny that a technical difficulty might actually be a good sign. So that, right. <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. Awesome. Well, I, I'm I'm happy to hear that because I, I love both of these brands, NXT and NXT UK. So for them to get that kind of love would be awesome. So yeah, let's let's hope that 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 was the case and that people were just you know in droves trying to go see NXT uh, right after the USA showing. So that's awesome, man. Sweet. All right, so to continue this on, uh, we had a number one contenders matchup to see who was going to be the next contender for the Cruiserweight Championship uh, matchup uh, against Drew Gulak, which uh, for me, I had no context for um, this this matchup or how this had come about. And so I was shocked by by who was in it. Yes. Uh, it was only Lorcan, which that, okay, I can understand because he's been going after the, the title for the Cruiserweight Championship for a while. But then it was the return of Leo Rush. Yep, you heard that right. Yep. Leo Rush, the man of the hour, Bobby Lashley's former manager, friend, confidant, right. whatever you want to say, yeah. um, had had issues with WWE. Sounded like he wanted out. You know, he didn't like to, the whole like having to basically be earn your, I don't know, there was like getting waters for people and doing things in the back for people that he would talked about not wanting to do and just didn't feel like it was right for him. A lot of of backstage talk. And he put some of that out there too, just saying like, hey, this is what I don't like. Um, And yeah. yeah, We did a podcast with, uh, what's her name, Lillian Garcia? Lillian Garcia, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he pretty much had a, you know, just, you know, airing out his grievances with uh, what was going on. Yeah, I thought he was done. I thought he's just going to open out his contract and just be gone. But here he was, and I was genuinely shocked. I couldn't believe it. And the NXT crowd, man, welcomed him back with open arms, dude. Chance of welcome back and just hyped up, singing his song. You know, it was just like, wow. And he looked great. He looked great. You know, he has a – the the uh, attire he has a new like hoodie uh, thing that he wears like a long long coat with hoodie which was really cool um, and just you know it, on his face I feel like he seemed like more mature and like re- relaxed but also to like battle worn like he had been through some stuff and you could yeah. see it. Like yep. when he first came into NXT, he looked, he looked like a kid. Like a lot of people joked about that, but yeah. legit. He was ha- he- it seemed like he was having issues even in NXT as well. In the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. He, he totally did because he, he made a comment about Emma not being ready for Oscar when she got released. Yep. And you know, he was like, well, I guess she wasn't ready for Oscar because they had released her and people did not like that. I think Bray was one of the people too, that had kind of said, you know, kind of like you should know your place, you know, like that was very public on social media. So, um, you know, there was issues there too with NXT and then, yeah, he, he had one match on NXT that I can remember and that was it. And then he was on two Oh five and then he had the whole thing with Bobby Lashley and then he was just gone. Um, but yeah, him coming back here, like I said, he just, he, he looked like he had, he was just a little bit more, I don't know, just like I, I could, I could see it on him that he had been through some stuff, but you know, in a good way, like, okay, maybe he's more ready now than he was then for the situation. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah. And then the matchup, man, I mean, only Lorcan came out the gates real quick, like trying to just end Leo rush. And you, I mean, it, it, it felt like a shock ending was about to happen legit. Like, cause (laughs) the way that it came off, 
you know, Leo was, you know, getting all this love, you know, welcome back, all this. And then just here comes Oni Lorcan just viciously attacking Leo Rush real quick. Being um, and Yeah. Sick. You know what? We might have to revisit that debate about the about the European uppercuts. It's, it's, it's Cesaro. It's Cesaro. Uh, Look, I, 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 only Lord I, I wanted I, to say that. Then I saw this match against Leo. Yeah. I'm like, uh, boy, we might have to revisit that. Yeah, we, we, we can. But I'm telling you right now, it's going to be hard for me to pick anybody over Cesaro. <laughs> uh, unless, you know what? We, we just need to see a Cesaro and Orny Lurkin match. Dude, that would be that's, crazy. That's right there. Yes. <laughs> it could happen, too. Oh man, they I hope Cesaro ends up on NXT so that that can happen. That would be beautiful. That would be so beautiful. But um but yeah, so got out the gates real quick. Um and then just overall the match became more of a back and forth uh, uh battle as it went. Uh Leo had a cool sequence in the beginning too where he did like three suicide dives in a row at full speed and you know, he looked great doing that just just on display, showed off his speed and agility. And, you know, it was stiff, too. You could feel it. And they, you know, it, it seemed like they had had a conversation where they were like, you know, we're just not going to hold back on each other, period. And it's like, all right, cool, let's do it. So um, really enjoyed just the pace of this matchup. Um, there was uh, a spot where it seemed like Leo had had injured his leg and so only went right to it. Um, he did like a half camel clutch to it, uh, like a like a like a just a leg lock. And then he kind of was trying to submit him. With uh, gosh, what is that move called? Basically, he turned the leg lock into like a cross face, and so he locked up his leg, and he was pulling back on his neck, and just Leo, I, I thought, okay, well, this is it. This is where it's gonna be over. He, he, he was really putting leverage on that leg, on that neck too. Yes, yeah. So, but you know, they the crowd again was with them, and they were like, you know, I forget the champ, but it was basically like Leo don't quit or something like that, you know? And so they just, they were rooting for him not to tap out. So, you know, he, he, it looked like he was about to pass out. He closed his eyes for a second. He dropped his hand. The ref checked him. He woke up. He kind of just like wiggled his way over closer and closer to the ropes. The crowd was getting excited. And then he got there. He got to the ropes. It was cool. Um, You know, he had a sick springboard stunner on. Oh, man, dude. Yes. Got the crowd just so hyped. Spot of the night right there. Yeah, yeah. That got me, too. I'm like, damn, man. Like, he just, he pulled that off real nice. Yeah. So, love that. Put John Cena to to shame with that one. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, no offense, John, but, you know, you you did not do it anything like what Leo Rush just pulled off. So, shout out to Leo on that one. Um, he finished it off with, uh, just a beautiful, beautiful frog splash, like a, almost like a, like the D'Lo Brown type of frog splash that he would do back in the day. Uh, one, two, three, and he is your new number one contender. So yeah, just amazing. Uh, shout out to Tony Lorcan too. He put on a great matchup as well. There's a part where it looked like he was just so pissed. Like Leo had slapped him in the face and Oni kind of turned just beady eyed eyes wide and and like he was just like flexing and he just looked like he was about to hulk up and just murder leo rush but leo just just hung in there man and eventually got the win so overall just great showing for both guys surprising return for leo rush really very right. excited so yeah man just share some of your thoughts too man i was just i was just thoroughly surprised about leo rush i was like what as soon as i heard the music i came to collect i was like what 
<laughs> yeah, there's no way, Leo. I'm like, Leo Rush? Yeah. You know what? And yeah, he was looking, you know, better than ever, man, you know, and slightly grown up too. So I guess he, he learned uh, some, whatever he decided to learn over uh, the break he had with the WWE and, and he came back and a uh, new little, you know, a little spring in his step. And, and that was nice. And, and he had a good match with Orny Lorcan and Orny Lorcan just being Orny Lorcan, which, <laughs> which was good. It was one spot. I think he was just literally like carrying, uh, uh, Leo, Leo Rush like like dead weight and just kind of set him up and did like a sit down power power yeah. bomb. I was like, damn man, this this dude Orny Lorcan man, he's just to me he's underrated man. A lot of people he he's just very underrated. Uh, I think they need to use him more in, in NXT. Uh, maybe go for a, a North American title run. Not get, not a title, not get the belt, but just. Be in line for it, you know. Mm. He's just—I think he could be used for something more of a, uh, of a, what Cassius Ono used to be a gateway, or, mm. or a gateway or doorkeeper or whatever. Something like uh, Dolph Ziggler used to be as well. But with Only Lorcan, I think they can do a lot more with him. But other than that, it was a great match, man. Yeah, totally great. Totally agree. Uh, not really much else to say there, so we could just keep moving forward from there. But shout out to both guys for putting on a hell of a match and looking forward to seeing more from both and Leo Rush's impending matchup with Drew Gulak. So moving on to the main event, uh, we had Matt Riddle against Killian Dane in a street fight. Um, so why don't you go ahead and break down this last match for us? So they, they pretty much, you know, set up this match, uh, you know, let everybody know they gave us a promo of how this video kicked off, gave us a, a background of who Matt Riddle was, and what Ki- who Killian Dane was, uh, before they even kicked it off in the match. And of course, it's a straight up street fight, man. You know, kendo sticks, they're they're going at each other. My only nitpick about this match, though, it, to me, go ahead. <laughs> it, it felt like it got kind of Vic, Vince McManish towards Ooh. the end. Okay. I'm Say like, more. This is Vince. It's feel like Vince McMahon put his hands on this. Like, okay, they did the the brawl. They're going backstage, you know, and then you see uh, the Forgotten Sons in there. They 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 you know just cheering on, like, yeah, keep on fighting, fight, 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 and all that. I'm like, okay. So and I'm thinking nothing of it. All of a sudden, you know, somehow they get involved, and then it's another brawl with Street Profits. Uh, who else? Well, the way it kicked off was uh, Walter was in the, oh, in the yeah. uh, parking lot. He That's was right. sitting there, and I don't they know. Had a what, card what, game? What they were doing a car, card game or something? I, I guess, but he was by himself. <laughs> you know, I thought he was like, with Imperium, not by, he was by himself? I, I, I only saw I him. Because our Imperium, the Imperium kind of, and then backed off, and Walter only stayed they, there, I believe. See, because Nigel said Walter. So when I, so as I'm watching it, I just, and I, as I'm thinking about it in my head, I'm only picturing Walter there by himself. Now, maybe I missed it. Maybe I like looked up and I only saw Walter still there. You know, um, he was there with two other, it was not Imperium, no. I just, I'm looking at it right now. He's there with two other people in suits. Okay. I don't know what's the reason why, though. That's random. That's so <laughs> yeah, random. That's yeah. random. I don't know. It was like a, uh, a 
two producers. He was having a producers meeting or something like that. I don't know, man. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So that's a great point. Very Vince McManish. That was very random kind of stuff to do with the back. And yeah, I don't know. That was that was that's interesting. But keep going. Yeah, man. So that that's what kind of like that. That's my nitpick right there. You know, they just couldn't have. I just couldn't have a finish to this match. To to Killian Dane, to Matt Riddle. I believe it was a service to both of them because, like, man, you know, you get the showcase like who Matt Riddle is all about, bro. And then you're just kind of doing a repackaging for Killian Dane. But now you, we have this huge backstage brawl between Forgotten Sun, Street Profits, Imperium. Like it's it just a madhouse that breaks out in the rain. I'm like, what is this? This, this, this is so Vince McMahon. That's why I felt like mm-hmm. I'm like this, this. I guarantee this is Vince McMahon right here. <laughs> <laughs> the conspiracy theory begins. Yeah. Vince McMahon is taking over NXT. He's, <laughs> he's, he's in the writers' room now. He's he's not. It's no longer Triple H and William Regal who's going to be writing our stuff. Um, yeah, I mean it's hard to argue it, man, because it feels like whenever they do like their their setup for Royal Rumble or whatever, and you know one simple match will turn into everybody in the locker room just kind of coming out and like showing everybody in the ring battling just to sell Royal Rumble. So you know maybe this is their way to kind of set up I don't know War Games or something, or because it's the first like live show, he's like let's show them like everybody on the ro- or like a lot of the guys on the roster and end the show that way to kind of sell. You know, like the 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 all the wrestlers and and show this crazy moment happening at the end to kind of get people talking. Like, did you see that brawl? Um, so yeah, it it follows that trend that like old school like like WWF. Let's set up you know something else with a major brawl. You know, quote unquote. But um, yeah, it, it was it it sucked and also too because it's a street fight. So why are we ending the matchup? Like, you know. <laughs> yeah. Like the refs came and said no, no more. Like how? Why? It's a street fight. And and uh, Morrow said the same thing too. He said it's a street fight. How? Let them fight. You can't. You can't stop this. So yeah, there was definitely a weird vibe overall with the ending of this matchup. Um, I I felt I felt a little annoyed by it that it, it ended in that way. You know because they they had such a great matchup um, a couple weeks ago when they went at it last that to have it. Then say, hey, we're going to escalate it to a street fight, but then have that end and a non-finish. I don't know. That was that was a that was poorly thought out for sure. I could see what they're doing because again, just to to end it in chaos for your first show, it's to say, hey, look at how crazy things can get on NXT. Tune in next week to see how crazy it, it gets then too. But yeah, it, it was it, it would have been so much better to just say, let's have this matchup. You could even have Killing Dane win again, um, or or Matt Riddle. Really, wouldn't have mattered as long as they had you know just a hard hitting matchup where both guys really came out looking strong. Um, yeah, so I, I thought it was a it was a poor choice. It there was it was entertaining in that WWE way that sure we got to see the Street Profits and we got to see Imperium and you know we got to see a bunch of different guys just kind of all fighting against each other. Um, and the crowd popped a little bit too when it was happening. And it was cool seeing Matt Riddle kind of like, you know, talking to the refs, like, what do you mean? Like, get out of my way. I'm going to, I'm going to keep fighting. And like, they're all just trying to fight while the referees are trying to break them up. And the referees and security is getting destroyed by the different wrestlers. Yeah. So, you know, 
it was it it's it was somewhat entertaining, but you know, some as as both of us have seen that last matchup, and we you know enjoyed that so much to then see this one end this way was really disappointing. It was man, and you know we didn't get a finish, and I wanted to. I want a, you know, I want a, a actual finish to this match, man. But we we didn't get that. We just got this huge brawl that everybody decided to jump in. And yeah. I was like, you know, maybe it worked for other people, but for me, it didn't. Yeah, yeah. So kind of a, uh, you know, it sucks to end it on that note. You know, for for this first uh you know live nxt you know with um you know with basically them making that decision which just seems like a poor decision now looking looking back at it but overall i mean i feel like the night was a success in terms of that first hour ending the way that it did yes um you know just great way to kind of showcase like hey the undisputed era having all of them have gold and ending it and and having that be a final thought for people that ended with the usa network showing um, for people that carried over and tuned in to the WWE network, they got a special treat by seeing Imperium show up for the first time. So I thought that that was really cool. Uh, the return of Leo Rush really, you know, was awesome and he looked great. Yeah. And so did only Lorkin. So there's a lot of highlights. And I haven't mentioned Pete Dunn and, and Arturo Huas, you know, his match, you know, too. So just overall, I thought it was a great night. It could have been capped so much better if they would have just had that match finish. It could have really been something special, um, but you know it is it, just, it is what it is. They they chose that, <laughs> so you know they're they're trying to set something up with it. Uh, we'll see what that is. We we'll see what that leads. But other than that, it was a it was a good showing for the NXT uh, roster uh, and uh, show the WWE casual fans that what NXT is all about too. Uh, so I, I thought it was a great way. I, I enjoyed the. Enjoyed the Fatal Four Way between the women's. Uh, enjoyed the NXT North American Championship between Roger Strong, Valentin Dream. That was great. And on the NXT uh, second hour on WWE Network, Arturo and Pete Dunn. That was a good match. Uh, and then uh, well, it kind of started off good, and then they just went into all before all mayhem broke out. Uh, basically, the Killian Dane and uh, Matt Riddle, and then but I enjoyed Imperium though. That was a good, that was a good sighting right there. And then Leo Rush. Yeah, I I agree. We agree hundred percent on that. Um, yeah, so definitely looking forward to next week seeing uh, what's to come. Um, I'm anticipating the Street Profits and uh, the Undisputed Era are going to be having a mat- maybe if not next week in the coming weeks, but they had, they had mentioned that. Um, last week that they that they wanted to challenge for the the NXT championships again the tag team championships so that might be you know something we see during the first hour of US of uh, NXT next week we'll see um, but uh, yeah I'm just I'm I'm super excited uh, strong start uh, questionable finish but you know overall yeah. uh, they're they're off to to a nice uh, beginning and and it doesn't kill the excitement going forward for what is to come for NXT so. Cannot wait and can't wait for it to all be on USA versus the split because, you know, for me, I didn't experience having to go back and forth because I just ended up seeing it later. But, you know, for I was 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 one of the chosen chosen few to watch it split. So it's uh, it it was a little bit of a headache at first. But after that, you know, it, it was smooth sailing. 
But I came to find out the reason why they split it up too is because our Suits having their series finale, and, mm. and that's the reason why they need. That's the reason why uh, they had split it up. You know, one hour on on the USA Network, another on the WWE Network. But once Suits is finally wrapping up, which is I, I believe after this week or this week coming up, then we'll have the full two hours on USA. Okay. All right, that makes sense then. So we'll 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 see. I'm I'm definitely looking forward to it all being on USA and seeing a full two yeah, hours just just take place in one spot. So yeah, man, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great to see. All right, well that will do it for our recap of NXT live on USA and on the WWE Network. So for Devin, I'm Hafiz. We will catch you guys next time. Peace. All right, guys, thanks for listening to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast.